for a uh, for a Monday afternoon. Our five o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at seventeen dollars an hour or more, and you can apply for those jobs at seventy six zero one Imperial Drive. We welcome into the program Sports Director at Channel Twenty Five KXXV, Jack Allen. Jack, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? Hey, every day's a new adventure. That's what I've been saying ever since this pandemic started, and uh, I guess it still applies. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Jack, let's talk a little bit about Big 12 football, and, and we'll get to, to Baylor specifically, but, man, it was an interesting day, to say the least, in, in the conference. Oh, for sure. Everywhere you looked, it just felt like something was a little off. I mean, you saw Oklahoma be able to rebound after that tough week one win, then you look at – Iowa State and the way that they struggled with what I feel like is going to be a really good Iowa team. You know, Baylor looking like a Baylor that we haven't seen in, in a really long time, putting up a lot of points across the board. I mean, it was fun to watch the conferences kind of start to play out in a way that I really have no idea what we can expect this season. Hey, Jack, let me tell you, we're having a little phone issue, uh, and we're going to hang up with you, and we're going to call you right back to see if we can't get a better connection. Uh, so Sounds just hang good. tight uh, hang tight with us. A couple of minutes after five here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. I, I don't know, Ward. I mean. Yeah, I, it, it was just it, breaking in and out. One of them deals. <laughs> so, you know what, he's, when it's live. He's standing under the satellite over at 25. <laughs> he's just right around the corner. <laughs> Why don't we invite him over? <laughs> he can walk over and see us. Yeah, before his show at 6. I mean, you know, we could <laughs> – so we can uh, – we can get him back over here and just visit with us in person. But, I mean, because literally they're just just around the corner. So, uh, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get Jack back on and we'll continue uh, our conversation about uh, Big 12 football. And I, I do want to get his thoughts on, uh, on Bob Bowlesby and, and what was going on there. You know, Jack, we, we were just talking about it. You could have just walked around the corner. We're just right around the corner. Uh, <laughs> but, anyway, let, let, continue your thoughts on the Big 12. Well, yeah, I was just saying that really you have no idea what to expect. You look at, I mean, Oklahoma struggles week one. Did we lose him? It is not meant to be, is it? It doesn't look like it. All right, let's well, – maybe the third time's a charm there, Aaron. Let's uh, let's try – it's Aaron's fault. Uh, let's try it again. It will <laughs> – Oh yeah, live radio. You gotta love it. So, anyway, we uh, and we had a good. Con- the sad part is we had a good connection that time. Mm-hmm. And, and so, anyway, so but what he was what he was talking about was Iowa uh, beating Iowa State, Kansas State uh, fighting against Southern Illinois, and barely beating Southern Illinois, Oklahoma State uh, in a uh, in a tough one against Tulsa, and uh, also. Uh, uh, Tech, Tech, Texas losing Texas Tech uh, in a dogfight with uh, Stephen F. Austin and and you know TCU that that was that was a heck we haven't talked about that one yet Ward TCU was in a heck of a football game with the Cal Bears uh, winning at home thirty four to thirty two yeah and played very well too it, Cal's not a bad football team so and and we talked about going into that game. That might be a difficult game for TCU mm-hmm. because of the defense is going to get tested because the Cal's offense is so good. But their offense, you know, can they move the ball against Cal? And those questions were asked, 34 points for the Frogs. And uh, this is a team that could be flying under the radar a little bit 
with the way this offense is playing, putting up 34 points against the Cal Bears is is a pretty good output. And Quentin Johnson, the Temple graduate, he had a mm-hmm. big game, 94 yards, two touchdown catches for Quentin. Uh, he's he's really starting to emerge as the number one wide receiver for the TCU Horn Frogs. And, and you know, it, it, everybody's schedule's different. For example, Baylor plays two games, and then they dive right into conference play. But look at TCU schedule. They play two games, have an open date, and then another non-conference mm-hmm. game. So they got a month's worth before they get into conference play. I, All right. I like that schedule. Yes, so do I. Let's, uh, let's, let's see if we can try one more time. Jack, I, I'm hoping that we have a good connection. I'm sorry for all the, uh, for all the issues. Hey, it's it's all good. Hopefully, third time's the charm. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> that's. I, I was just trying to say, like, it feels like week to week, we have no idea what to expect in this conference. You got teams that look impressive week one, look awful week two, that looked really bad week one, that suddenly turned a corner. It looked like in week two, and so I think it's shaping up to be to be a really fun year in the conference. Now, you know, we say that, but you could also be Florida State too. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be Florida State right now. Um, and overall, you know, you look at Kansas State almost dropped a similar game. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech almost lost to Stephen F. Austin. But, you know, almost isn't a loss. And, and a win's a win is a win is a win, you know. And whenever you look at Florida State and what happened down there, I think everybody is, is breathing a bit of a sigh of relief heading into week three that they didn't have one of those kind of games. Looking at TCU, we were just talking about that between me and Tom when we were trying to get back with you. But TCU, are they kind of under the radar good right now? That's a good Cal team that that they beat. I know it was 32-34 for the Frogs, but still, this offense looks like it's starting to emerge for the Frogs. Well, I'm really not sure what what to make of that group. You have a lot of guys returning from from a team that was – I mean, kind of up and down last season. I heard y'all talking about Quentin Johnson there. He really has started to emerge as a big-time playmaker out at the receiver position. If they can start clicking on offense, you know that they can play defense uh, at a relatively high level. And, and really, I think in this Big 12 conference, it's going to come down to a few key plays here and there in a few games that will really uh, shape up the middle of this conference. And they could emerge pretty high up. Uh, if they can make a few of those big plays. What do you make of this Baylor team through the uh, first couple of weeks? Now, And, again, granted, we all felt like that this was a game that they were going to go win, but they they took care of their business. And one of the things that uh, Jerry Hill and, 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 and we were talking about was the fact that they some of the goals and things that Dave Aranda set for them to do, they took care of in this game. Well, they cleaned things up a lot from week one into week two, just from a penalty standpoint, standpoint. Uh, just a technical standpoint, it felt a lot more efficient, like things were running a lot more smoothly. We were talking about it on the sidelines, I know, during the Texas State game, mm-hmm. that Gary Bohannon looked a little confused, a little rocky with the signals coming in. That seemed to go away whenever they were playing against Texas Southern. Um, and so to watch the way the offense continued to just do its thing and be able to settle into a groove was really impressive. I, you can't put too much stake into it just because it's Texas Southern. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, if things can keep trending in the right direction, they can definitely be a team to watch in the Big 12 this year. Biggest surprise in the conference, Arkansas taking Texas out back? Uh, I, I thought Arkansas was going to win that game, actually. I, um, so I went to school at Harding University, which is in central Arkansas. So all my friends back uh, back at school – 
who grew up Arkansas fans were telling me all week, this is the game to watch. This is the game to watch. I didn't think it would be the way it was, but to see Arkansas step up and take down Texas, um, it was really impressive. I will say UL Lafayette, that first game, is looking a little bit less impressive now because ULL almost lost to Nichols over the past weekend. So Texas, there's a lot of question marks there that um, I think they have to really look at themselves in the mirror and answer. Right, Jack, uh, you uh, you were there when uh, when uh, Commissioner Bowlesby and, 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 and Mac Rhodes met with the media. What was you, what was your big takeaway from from that uh, press conference Saturday evening? The confidence that both of them them exuded in that uh, that press conference was really impressive, especially coming off of a month of uncertainty, a month of questions, the way that they walked up, their demeanor, and the things that they said um, moving forward. It, it really impressed me, the, the future-driven talk that they have. Obviously, that's kind of their job at this point. But the confidence they had in the new members that they were bringing in um, and, and the security, it felt you could almost see a sense of relief on Mac Rhodes' face, mm-hmm. just knowing that we were kind of getting to the other side of this and that Baylor was going to survive. And so that was, I took more from the tone and, and that uh, than anything else. The other thing that I found interesting going forward is just uh, I asked Commissioner Bowlesby, and he told, told us that Texas and Oklahoma categorically were not involved in any of these discussions. I know they're not part of the future, but they are part of the present. And so I'm interested in how just from like a legal perspective and whenever Texas and Oklahoma try to leave, uh, what that might mean going forward, because the conference is acting as if pretty much they're not a part of them anymore. I, I got the impression, I'm, I'm curious if you did too, that uh, that this league is not done with, uh, with expansion. Yeah, they left the door wide open for more teams, I think, right now the, the the problem is right now college football in 10 years is not going to look anything like college football right now and so they definitely don't want to close themselves off to the idea that more teams down the line some maybe some more of those teams from the american or boise state could be a part of the fold going forward because the fact of the matter is if the big 12 wants to remain viable like they're gonna have to keep up with this rapidly evolving world of college football and they were very frank about it in, in saying that right now these are the four that they've got, but they are keeping their options open going forward. Hey, Jack, I know you're getting ready for a, for a show. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much for popping on with us, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do it in the first take next time. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Thanks so much. See you later, buddy. That's it.